0: We recently got a PlayStation VR and have been testing it out. So, in this episode of the Cube Command podcast, we're going to be going over our experiences testing out PlayStation's VR machine. Enjoy! Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya, and I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where you can chill with me and Nick as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Listen to the Cube Command Podcast and other great shows by visiting www.techpodcasts.com. Nick, Black Friday. And Cyber Monday were very kind to me.
1: Oh, were they now?
0: <laughs> yeah, they had a uh, they had a hundred dollars off the PlayStation VR. So I I thought, hey, why not? I'll bite the bullet and get one.
1: No kidding.
0: And I picked one up, and we have been having a heck of a time using it. Honestly, so much fun. I know it's there's a lot of um, surprisingly a lot of free stuff for the VR machine. Um, but this this was released back in 2016, so they have had quite a while to beef it up. Um, I got the bundle that was included with uh, Everybody's Golf, which is a naturally free game anyway. Um, but it also came with Blood and Truth VR, which is a VR only game. It's a story-based first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh very different from what I've played. It's uh it's kind of a new experience. But what makes
1: the PlayStation VR so exciting right now, Nick? I mean, just the fact that it honestly when you put the interface on it makes you feel like you're actually in the game. Yeah. Virtual like, reality. Like that whole experience is just so much potential.
0: Currently, I feel like there's still so much untapped potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to get into that again later. Um, but the uh, the PlayStation VR is going to be a hot item once again, um, like it was in its release. Because uh, they announced that the PlayStation 5 will be compatible with it.
1: They're going to keep supporting it all throughout the next console. And I think that's super cool. That is really nice because I mean, I think it might be a while before they release another VR set.
0: Oh, definitely. Like the, they might release like a I guess an upgraded like VR Pro or something. Most likely. But this thing is called the PlayStation VR. It's not like called the PlayStation Four VR or the PlayStation VR V One. I don't know. But it, it it's currently touted as the only PlayStation like version of VR right now, um, and that's okay. Because uh, it comes with its own little processor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it presumably you can just hook it up to a more powerful system and then play better games on it. Um, which is not to say that the games that we've been playing so far are not good. Um, because the PlayStation 4 uh, is the first console to be supporting VR. And previously I used to think that it was only
1: for the Pro like okay yeah i can see what you mean by that
0: you know because it's like more powerful yeah and it's kind of like a mid-gen upgrade but i have the playstation 4 slim i got it when it when they released the uncharted 4 bundle um and uh surprisingly it works perfectly fine with it like I, we have not encountered any like stutterings or freezes or basically anything that would impede your experience due to inferior hardware. Yeah,
1: so. nothing like crazy that we've experienced that's just going to be wonky. Works perfectly pretty well. So uh, what we've been testing out is uh, super hot.
0: I, I wanted to make sure I got that game <laughs> because I tried that at a, a friend's house and I was completely hooked. That was the game that made me want to get a VR um, because it, it
1: just plays so, so creatively well. The physics is... It- it's pretty good actually. Yeah. You just got to be like super precise cuz. I mean, honestly, it's actually a game based off skill. Like it's like you're just going to hand it to you like those yeah. games.
0: It uses VR to its advantage, like the fact that you can look at your entirety of your surroundings mm-hmm. and make precise movements with the move controllers. It uses that to your advantage. I, I mean, if you haven't heard of Superhot, it's it's basically it's a first person shooter. You have to kill these guys before they kill you. But the gimmick is that when you move, time moves. Otherwise, if you stay still, time doesn't move. So you can use that to your advantage to look around your surroundings and plan your, uh, your method of attack. Kind of like Matrix. Yeah, exactly the Matrix.
1: Actually, what was it? I would consider the way Superhot's like kind of feel the way it looks is like Ready Player One mixed with Matrix.
0: Yeah, because they have like the headset. Yep. Because it's like, the premise is like, you're this guy in his, I guess, apartment, and he's got all this, all these computers hooked up, and he puts himself into this virtual reality world in a virtual reality world.
1: Ironic, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's something. Uh, And, uh, you know, what really blew me away was um, when you finish the first sequence, and it throws you into his apartment without any warning. And you're like... I'm like actually in
1: here, you know. It looks like you can actually genuinely touch the equipment that's inside. Yeah, unfortunately, they, you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Can. But it's like because Tommy took the first crack at it. Yeah, and then as soon as he like looked down, he was just like shocked. He's like, "Whoa!"
0: Yeah, it's. I was like, oh, "Holy crap! I'm actually here." It's it's like you kind of get that an inkling of that in the um, in the the super hot world like the the white realm with all the red people. Uh, chasing after you Um, it's still very immersive from the get-go but like when you're in that world with like actual textures and lighting and stuff you're like wow they can do some incredible stuff with this
1: you know because it looked really good yeah like not just like cheesers like you know they you know they were just like rushing just oh let's just put this here no there's like small details if you look really hard that's like very noticeable
0: yeah, like the little scratches on the computer mm-hmm. and stuff. It was it, it it blew me away. But uh yeah, that was the first game we tried out and uh I think it should be worth noting. Let's talk about the hardware for a second because mm. uh I don't want to forget about that. Definitely. Um so I I wanted to t- uh to use Superhot as an example of how uh a game looks different in the VR goggles. Um because what what the VR comes with, it comes with the headset comes with the processor you have to hook up to, and it comes with the camera um, that you have to set up, and then we had the two move controllers in the bundle. So uh, you think we're all set, right? Um, and we are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's not really all you need. And I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, okay, so I guess it's just using the gyroscope in the actual headset is what my guess is. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I completely forgot that you had to hook it up to a processor." Um, because the VR headset, um, it's very lightweight. You know, there isn't an actual processor in the headset itself.
1: Yeah, it looks bulky, but it's not heavy. Yeah, it's like it's just it's it's good.
0: It's very ergonomically designed. Um, it's like when you look at the, the Oculus Rift or the Vive, I I think they look okay. It's just I think the PlayStation Four or the PlayStation VR has a has a more sleeker design. And it okay so. When you put the headset on, it has these cushions on the top, right? And basically you can you don't have to like work with wires or anything to adjust your headset. There's elastic stuff um for the headband and for the um and for the actual goggles to adjust them to your liking. And you can use glasses if you like.
1: We advise that you do. <laughs> yeah, if you wear them, you you should put them on. Yeah. Nick Nick tried it without glasses. Cause I was like, oh, screen is like in my face. I don't really, you know, have to squinch to see it. No, it actually affects your eye as normal. So it's like, cause I I wear both contacts and glasses. So I personally would prefer to have contacts just cause I mean, cause with you, you, you wear the glasses. It doesn't yeah. feel too bad with the glasses on. You don't really notice it too too much. Oh, I forget I have them
0: on. Yeah, the only thing is that uh, it it has a tendency to to smudge up your glasses a little bit because your glasses are in there in contact with the rest of the hardware. It has a tendency to to smudge it up and do the same to the actual lenses themselves, which is why they include the little fiber cloth in there. It's really handy.
1: Nice bonus.
0: Yeah, it is a nice bonus. I've been using that for my glasses. Like, forget the hard headset. (laughs) I just use that. Uh, (laughs) But like I said, there's an elastic band around it and two buttons you can use to adjust it with. Um, I thought there was gonna be more included honestly i i didn 't know it was just gonna be that because it, it it clamps onto your head pretty well, all things considered, you know,
1: yeah, the headset really does fit pretty well, like i don't really consider it one size fits all because uh we had uh tommy's sister to wear it for a little bit uh her head's kind of small, so it kind of fell off and kind yeah, of <laughs> loosened a little bit didn't have a very good grip on it. no, she was complaining how it
0: was slipping off.
1: It might have been her hair too. Maybe
0: because like you know it moves back and
1: forth possibly, I can
0: see that happening. Thing is, it it has a minimum size that I want to say just like barely fits my head. Cause, I mean, I don't have the smallest head, I don't have the biggest head either. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you right. But uh, it it fit okay on me. I, I didn't really have to adjust it that much. Um, I think I had to pull it back just a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it clamped on perfectly fine. The only thing is that um. Even if you do clamp it on, it has a tendency to be like kind of slippery and loose just because the only thing in contact with your face is going to be the pads, mm-hmm. yeah, like the cushion pads. And those don't have a very good grip on them, you know? Basically what I'm saying is that uh, don't do like backflips with this thing. It's not going to stay okay, on. Oh, please don't. <laughs> uh, don't do backflips in your house anyway because that's dangerous. Don't do cartwheels. Don't do
1: cartwheels. Don't, don't... do a headstand.
0: I oh, mean, As long as you're staying still. You know. Just, <laughs> don't please don't. Uh, I don't want to be responsible here, broken headset. Uh and be like Cube Command told us to. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay. <laughs> uh yeah, that um I'd say be very cautious putting it on and taking it off because mm-hmm. um just the weight of it, it's very lopsided. If you're taking it off through the front, make sure you have a hand firmly clamped on the front of it or else
1: Oh definitely it might fall. Oh, please use the straps on the uh, motion controllers too. Definitely. That's what they're there for. You had a Wii, you know what we're talking about. (laughs) You don't want to be playing bowling, all of a sudden, a remote slings at your TV.
0: That reckless Wii Motion guy, he's still here. (laughs) He's still alive and kicking today. Another thing I I would like to mention is that uh, there is only one wire included. I don't remember which one. One of the PC ones, either the Vive or the the Rift, uh, is that you have to have the wires connected to the motion controls and a couple wires connected to the headset. Um. Thankfully, that's not the case with the PlayStation VR, there's only one wire. It's the HDMI Mm -hmm. wire that goes straight into your headset. And the trade-off to not having a big, expensive, heavy processor in your headset is that you have to have a wire connected to the uh, processor near the TV. Um, That's okay. That's fine, because um, most of the time, you know, like we just mentioned, you're not going to be running around in circles doing VR stuff anyway. No. Um, You are going to be standing up, though, and keeping mindful of the wire that has a tendency to wrap around your legs when you're not thinking about it
1: is a risk. Now, you might take, like, a few steps forward and back, but I wouldn't say it's, like, it's a crazy difference. probably, like, one or two. Yeah. For a little bit.
0: Yeah, to, like, reposition
1: yourself. Yeah. Because there will be times, yeah, you might, like, step away by accident. And that's, like, totally understandable because these VR games, like, come at you, like, realistically. <laughs> You'll instantly forget that you're in a VR and think it's real at first.
0: I have to remind Nick that... You don't have to like constantly move in super hot.
1: Yeah, He's which like... I was.
0: <laughs> Dude was in constant survival mode when the bullets were flying at him. He was Dude. freaking out. He looked f- hilarious. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. It, went, it, it was so bad because it was there was shotgun around, so it's a spread shot. And so when the bull was coming at me, I turned to I turned to my left and then instantly I just freaked out. I <laughs> <He> activated <laughs> fight like, or flight mode. And they were like in my face. I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I the, jumped up too. <laughs> I'm not gonna fly And you know that's how that's how effective it is. Like
0: you feel like you're actually there, right? Honestly. Like instinct. There, there was a level in Super Hot where you were supposed to be walking off the side of a building.
1: Oh yeah, you took care of that one. That was on you.
0: My, my legs started shaking a little bit because I was like, "Ooh."
1: <laughs> See, because I was looking at kind of his perspective on the TV without without the a VR set. So it was like it was funny seeing him look back and forth at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he saw me like kind of crouch a little bit. Cause I was like, uh. I, "I don't like heights anyway," and just Honestly. that just made it worse. But um, yeah, it's the the picture quality is pretty good for a uh, PlayStation rendering this stuff in VR. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little pixelated and blurry. And that, that's something Tia was mentioning to us. And we we had to explain that. Yeah, that's kind of how the picture looks anyway. Because
1: um, this is just a we're going to consider this just a first gen of the VR.
0: Oh, yeah, for a PlayStation? Yeah, for PlayStation.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's not going to be crazy perfect, so it's just going to be understandable because this is them just toying around with it to see how well it'll do over the years.
0: Yeah, uh, Virtual Boy, this is not. Um, th- th- this uh, does have quite a bit of processing power behind it. Mm-hmm. So like a, like we mentioned, you probably, if you have glasses, wear them because the way they have the picture quality is that it's... It's rendered as if it was in real time. Yep. So you know if you're going to play something like Blood and Truth or Super Hot, you you need to be able to see what you're doing. Um, and it is a little pixelated, um, but it's it's still nothing that hinders pr- It looks like a PS3 game, I guess. Um, okay. like, like a better, like a remastered PS3 game. You know, like I, mean, I I would liken it to to the Nathan Drake Collection of PlayStation, Four.
1: Okay, okay, I got you on that one. I can understand that
0: they're fully able to render textures you know and mm-hmm. and uh i I don't actually know what the frame rate is. I wanna say it's it's not thirty frames. It's better than that it's it's not locked to sixty, but
1: it's pretty dang good. It's pretty close um like you're not gonna notice like how like if it's bad or not you're just gonna be admiring like how good it is to be <laughs> honest. Honestly, yeah, it's like you can't get too picky about the graphics if
0: you're like, it feels like you're there. Like what matters is the 3D aspect. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, the picture quality is great. Um, I think the motion controls work pretty fine. Considering you know? them be wireless, I, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, can we talk about the move controllers for a second? Definitely. How'd you like them? I felt like they were fine. I mean, like they actually fit in the hand pretty well. It's a good size for the hands. I mean, like, considering, like, the Wii, where it had the grips, I feel like it was, like, kind of like that. But without it, if, you know, how that felt, it felt too good. But with the motion control, that thing feels really good in the hands. Yeah. It's it, not too bulky. It fits just right. And the buttons, they work perfectly.
0: Because it's not like a Wii remote where it was just, like, just a stick. It's, like, yeah. actually molded
1: mm-hmm. to your hand's shape. That's the that's a perfect description for it.
0: I mean, I think it's kind of obvious they did pull some design changes from the Wii in the in the B button and A button's placement. Mm-hmm. But they did. They added the the circle, uh, X, square, and triangle buttons. They put them on the sides of the main button on your thumb where the A button would be on a Wii remote. Yeah. Uh, I thought that's okay. It's just it, it, on Blood and Truth, you have to strafe left and right by using the X and O buttons. And it's kind of clunky to like reach out because it's like they're so small and like, oh, see, out of the way.
1: I didn't I didn't use those actually. I didn't get to put oh, I real? was actually moving myself. <laughs> I didn't realize you could use those. And that
0: works too. Honestly, it is virtual reality. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of where the like I I understand why because like you need somewhere to put them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And but you also need a main button for your thumb. But I, I think they should probably experiment around with that. Like maybe make it the same texture as the as the regular PlayStation buttons so it feels more pressable.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh do you think that the uh the buttons on there are like a good size or would you like them to be normal size like on the actual controllers? You're talking about the um
0: the, the face buttons. Yeah. Yes. A little um, bit a little bit bigger. <laughs> I would like it even if it means they have to tilt them a little bit to put it on the side. Yeah. I think it would be better if they made them at, at least maybe like half size
1: because i feel like the first bottom two they're fine to like reach over oh yeah but like where you're saying like probably like the top ones because you got to kind of stretch your thumb out a little bit i don't like that like like here's how we're not trying to be lazy <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, like dying. it's like you know like for, for some of these games because you need a little bit of quick reaction to it because mm-hmm. sometimes you might actually you know let go of your let go of the motion controller by accident you never know And then, you know, kind of struggle trying to click it sometimes, which is kind of an issue.
0: Yeah, and it's like trying to readjust yourself and find Mm -hmm. those buttons. It's it's a pain. But, I mean, the rest of the controller is perfectly fine. I love that they have, like, the Little like rubber balls at the end of it. It's it's safe if you hit someone. Honestly, yeah. I, freaking Nick smacked me in the face with one of those things. Or, hey,
1: you smacked me the first day. Remember? Yeah, I remember. he smacked me straight in my jaw with it. In a sense, I guess I got payback. It wasn't I mean, my fault. He got in my way. <laughs>
0: Thankfully, Nick's jaw didn't fall off because they were rubber, which is very nice. You know, if if you, if you accidentally smack the controllers together, it does not it doesn't feel like you're damaging them like a weird Remote nunchuck. Like they just kind of bounce off each other. They're That's actually great. durable, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I would, rec- if you're going to get move controllers, I, I would recommend buying them used. Cause I think you can get them for like $35 at GameStop. Whereas if you're getting them new, they're like, they're like 50, 50 60. 60 yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, I I think they're cool, but they're not worth $60. I'm sorry. I, I got them in a bundle, which is great. Um, they should do more bundles like that. there was a super, super good deal. Um, Okay, so, yeah, the, the motion controls were great. A lot of games do utilize them. Um, I, I just wish that there was maybe, like, a joystick functionality or some way to move yourself,
1: I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be a good idea.
0: Because most of the VR games now, they um, they they're mostly, like, like, in Blood and Truth, it, it, they have you, po- like, look at something and then press the T button um, to go to the waypoint. And that's how you move. That's kind of tedious. Yeah. You're getting
1: shot at, you got to look around for the point to move.
0: Yeah, luckily in Superhot, you're standing in one place and you can mm-hmm. like tilt around. But it, because like the Oculus Rift and the Vive both have like little joysticks on their controllers, mm-hmm. I just I just think PlayStation should release some like Move Pro controllers that have joysticks on them. Yeah. That's the only gripe I have with them. Otherwise, they're besides like the little buttons, I think they're good controllers and the headset itself is also fantastic. I do like how it feels. You know, it is kind of cl- kind of like clunky to move around and I think they should add a, like one way to secure it to the top of your head. Mhm. Um so that, you know, it doesn't like slip off up or down. Um but overall I, I think it's it's a step in the right direction. It's a good first iteration of PlayStation oh, VR experience.
1: Yeah. Um I'm hoping the next one that they make, it'll be, uh, you know, kind of storage space friendly. Like maybe the the head part, it'll kind of fold. Make it for better storage, you know. Oh, yeah, or detachable, yeah. whichever one.
0: Oh, if they, if they had detachable headsets, so you could clean the lens without damaging the rest of it.
1: That would be a pretty nice feature.
0: It would be, pre- yeah, it would be pretty good. I'm hoping maybe, maybe there's a way in the future they could stream well here's the thing I, I'd like it if they could stream from the processor to the to maybe a smaller processor in the headset for a lower picture quality but sacrificing the cord okay but it it, it would sacrifice a lot of the quality of your gameplay
1: having the yeah, having you, the you might be limited in the usage too if that's the case
0: yeah so there's plenty of hurdles to jump in VR and it's still a fledgling technology um for gaming at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for like for other for other purposes, for like training purposes for like astronauts and stuff. They probably already have fully functioning virtual reality worlds, who knows. Oh,
1: definitely. They've just given <laughs> us like the phase ones of when they began.
0: Yeah. Well, they're trying to make something consumer friendly as well. Something that's affordable to produce at high mm-hmm. levels and, you know, sell to people who are willing to buy them at affordable prices. Heck,
1: I'm not complaining right now. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm
0: having a blast with this thing and uh, I'm I'm going to continue to get more games for it. Um, it's just, um, the last point I would like to touch on is the actual software being developed for it, um, because I do think there's so much untapped potential. Like, there could be so many more PlayStation VR games being made. Right now, they have, they do have a good amount, and there are plenty coming out right now, um, and playing of games getting updates for it. Like, Gran Turismo had, it kind of had a really bare bones update, but it had something for VR, um, same thing for Star Wars, doesn't have a lot, um, but they do have that Vader game coming out. Um, so there is, there is software being developed. I just think, um, it's, it's better late than never, but I, I just really hope that there, there's more on the horizon, especially with the PS5 on its way, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, PlayStation VR is, uh, I think, I want to say it's around like $300, the cheapest bundle right now. I got mine for 250 because I got it on, um, Cyber Monday week, but so I, I, I'd recommend looking out for a deal, um. If you don't want to shell out the whole 300 and definitely, definitely uh, test it out first before you, you're going to go buy it, test out any kind of VR first before you jump into it, because it's a very experienced it to believe it kind of technology. And in my opinion, I I was on the fence about it, but once I tried the PlayStation VR, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, we need more stuff like this now. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Like I'm, I'm hooked now. Um, but it's a huge investment, so definitely tr- test it out before you drop $300 on it. It should be noted that the PlayStation VR is the cheapest one on the market. The Vive and the Oculus Rift, or any other kind of PC one, it goes to, like, the cheapest is, like, four to $500, and it just goes up from there. So, the PlayStation VR, I, th- I think, is a good entry point into quality VR. Alright, so that was our discussion on the PlayStation VR headset and a bunch of the software for it um would recommend getting super hot as a great first game um we're going to be probably reviewing more vr stuff in the future no most likely (laughs) we're going to be probably going to do that later today too more vr stuff but yeah you can find uh this podcast on any great podcast app or by visiting our website www.cubecommand.com you can find our podcasts our blog and all the other content we post there we're going to start posting more on there soon And uh, also don't forget to check out the episode I guest-hosted with my good friend William Coldwell. His show is called The 21st Rewrite. It is a screenplay analysis podcast on any movie made after the year 2000. And you can find it on his website, 21strewrite.com. The link's going to be in the description. And go ahead and check out the episode I co-hosted where we discussed The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, which was directed by Peter Jackson. And once again, the Cube Command Podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find the Cube Command Podcast and other great shows by visiting www.techpodcast.com. All right, Nick, my name is Thomas Savoy. I don't know why I just told you that, but
1: that's my name. (laughs) And guys, I am Nick, hopefully.
0: (laughs) We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry?
1: Blueberry? What's that?
0: Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads.
1: Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me
0: yeah well wait a second how'd you know that i I didn't say that i don't know what are you what are you talking about (laughs) use our promo code cube command to get your first month of hosting free thank you for listening